What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show, episode 22. It is Thursday, January 11th, 2018. What a big, big weekend for the SEC it was. We're going to dive on that into the show, but I want to welcome you to the show. I greatly appreciate everybody's support. This is the brand new, latest edition of the Mitch Davis Show. We're going to we're gonna, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that to start off with. So I took a position to be the SEC beat writer for two websites, gruelingtruth.net and nohuddlesports.com. So the thing about that is now that I'm an SEC beat writer and covering every SEC sport and every SEC team, this podcast will be more geared towards the SEC and the Southeastern Conference as a whole. Uh, we will also cover some national news and some local news around Memphis, whether that be the Memphis Tigers, the Grizzlies, the Redbirds, the Cardinals, whatever. We will talk about that as well. But this uh, podcast and this this website and everything is going to be 90% SEC in the Southeastern Conference. Really looking forward to it. I'm very honored to have this opportunity to cover the conference that I grew up covering and watching and dreaming about being a part of. So it's a great opportunity. I greatly appreciate everybody's support. Without each, each one of your views and clicks and everything else on the show, I would not be where I am today. So I greatly appreciate everybody's uh, views and everybody's support. So without further ado, we're going to start this thing off in kind of in a prayer mood a little bit. Prayers out to Texas starting guard Andrew Jones. Uh, yesterday he was diagnosed with leukemia. Very heartbreaking. But I tell you what, he's going to fight it. He's going to conquer it. And the Texas Longhorn family and the whole national basketball scene as a whole will rally around this young guy. And our thoughts and prayers go out to him on the show. We, uh, it's unspeakable what that what that guy is going through. You know, he's you know he's my age. He's 19, 20 years old. He's going through leukemia. So prayers out to him. Prayers out to his family. He will be back, hopefully. And uh, like I said, prayers out to him. So without further ado, we're going to talk a little bit of the national championship. Alabama edged out Georgia 26-23 in overtime. What an incredible game that was. One of the best championship games that I've ever seen in my whole lifetime. That beats out the USC and Texas uh, Rose Bowl game in the BCS championship several years back. It's just one of those championship games that you will always remember. <clears throat> Al, you know, Tua Tikalua came in and he went 14 for 24, 166 yards and three touchdowns after not playing the whole first half because Jalen Hurts' the starter didn't do as well. So Nick Saban pulled Jalen Hurts and probably did one of the greatest coaching decisions that I've ever seen in college football. The guy pulled, you know, his normal starter, the guy who's only lost two games in a starting role. And put in a true freshman to attack Alua out of Hawaii and did an absolutely phenomenal job. Like I said, he went 14 for 24, 166 yards and three touchdowns. A true freshman does not do that. Only, you know, playing the second half and playing one half of football, let alone being a true freshman, not starting or not playing pretty much all year and actually coming in. And uh, it was just absolutely phenomenal. It was one of the greatest outings I've ever seen for a quarterback. So hats off to Tua Takalua. We're actually going to give him a helmet sticker later in the later in the show. So Jake Fromm went 16 for 32 for George, 232 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. That was kind of the key moment a little bit, I think, is the turnovers for Georgia. And also when Kirby Smart went way too conservative with play calling, you kind of had that same feeling that Georgia was going to lose that football game. And sure enough, they did. Alabama came back out. Uh, Alabama had the chance to win in the regulation with a missed 33-yard field goal. I'm not, I can't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the kicker's name, but Alabama has struggled with field goal kicking for the last, I don't know, 10 years, it seems like. You know, the kick six game or the other games that Alabama has lost, it has come down to special teams and field goal kicking. So I think that 
Alabama needs to go recruit some bigger time kickers. You know, I mean, you look at a guy like Austin McGinnis from Kentucky, and you know that the good kickers are out there. You just got to go find them. And, you know, they might not be the five-star kicker if that even exists, but they could be a very good kicker, and you just got to go look for these guys. So second time that the SEC has won, and well, second t- nine out of the 12 last years, SEC has won a title, and second time since 2012 that two SEC schools have met for the title. I know the abysmal uh, bowl record and whatever for the SEC, but if that doesn't tell you dominance, I don't know what will. That was absolutely one of the most best dominating performances I've ever seen for a college football team. So Jalen Hurt, the the question is, will he stay or will he transfer? I think he's going to go to more of a Wildcat role-style quarterback or a running back type, you know, like a Randall Cobb did at Kentucky or somebody else did. Uh, you know, you see that all the time with guys who, you know, switch from quarterback, who is a great quarterback, to a wildcat position type uh, player. And I think we're going to see that with Jalen Hurts. And I think that, you know, Nick Saban would be a wonderful guy, that a wonderful coach to put him in a wildcat formation, run with Dakalua, you know, on the wide receiver role and run some, you know, play action or uh, run some reverses or whatever. Because that's an unstoppable duo. Plus, you got Ridley back, and you've got uh, then you've got Damian Harris coming back. I mean, Alabama's going to be back. And I think my thing is my way too early prediction for the SEC championship game. I have Alabama beating Georgia in the in the Mercedes Benz Stadium again for the SEC championship, and Alabama going on to the playoffs. Like I said, that's way too early. Players could be leaving. Players, off, you know, whatever. I'm looking forward to the next season. I'm looking forward to the new coaches, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee, Dan Mullen at Florida, Jim Moorhead at Mississippi State, and Chad Morris at Arkansas. I'm really looking forward to seeing how those new coaches kind of adapt to, you know, you think of Jeremy Pruitt, for example, who has not been a head coach, but who comes into a high-powered, you know, kind of a crazy delusional fan base at Tennessee with a lot of lofty expectations. It's going to be interesting to see how he handles that expectations and kind of reigns in a little bit and not plays under Nick Saban and kind of see how he can play as a head coach. Do I think he's going to do well in his first two or three years? Heck no. I I really don't think that Jeremy Pruitt will be a good head coach until probably two or three years down the road and then Tennessee fans will start freaking out. They'll paint stuff on the rock, blah, 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 blah. But you got to give Jeremy Pruitt time. The dude has never been a head coach, and he's going up against a division with Kirby Smart, Dan Mullen, Will Muschamp, Mark Stoops, Harry Odom at uh, Mizzou. And this guy's going against some of the best coaches in the league. Plus, he has to play Daddy Saban every, you know, every week. I mean, not every week, every year. And so it's going to be interesting to see what he can do against the SEC East and also play in Alabama every year. So here's what I'm looking forward to coming into the SEC football, uh, you know, the spring schedule, whatever. And this is also going to go for the show, what we're going to do for the show and do for the two websites we're going to uh, that we write for. The spring games, we're going to be at probably three or four of those. We're going to go to practices, games, et cetera. We're going to do bowl games next season, whatever. It's going to be a really fun. I'm really looking forward to taking this Mitch Davis show, you know, combining it with the grueling truth and OhuddleSports.com. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to combining that and looking forward to bringing you, the fans, the utmost best SEC coverage that I can think of and that I can do personally. Because, you know, like I said, without you guys, without every one of your views or whatever, I would not be here today. So I greatly appreciate it. Looking forward to the football season. And so without further ado, enough. We're going to put the football behind us until spring football workouts start. And it is college basketball season in the South. 
And I tell you what, the SEC is liable to get nine teams. We're going to get to that a little bit. So here's what happened this week. Tennessee beat Kentucky by 11 points on Saturday. Then Kentucky comes out, edges out a good Texas A&M team in 74-73 at home, and Texas A&M drops to 0-4 in the conference. But I tell you what, that A&M team will make the tournament and will make some noise in March. It's just a matter of, you know, getting that first win in the SEC with the talent level of the SEC is absolutely crazy. It's a talent level that we haven't seen in years in the SEC, but I'm very happy to have it. Alabama throttled South Carolina, 76-62 Tuesday night at home. Tennessee, big road win, 92-84 at Vanderbilt. Auburn beats Ole Miss, 85-70. Wednesday night matchups, Mississippi State traveled to Florida. Lost pretty big. Florida wins, 71-54. Georgia at Missouri. Uh, Mizzou won that game, 68-56. LSU at Arkansas. LSU went into Bud Walton Arena and won 75-54. What an absolutely amazing outing by LSU. And I tell you what. LSU is turning out to be one of the top teams in the conference. I mean, this team is absolutely phenomenal. Will Wade, the head coach at LSU, has got a phenomenal team. They are on a roll. They're going to make the tournament in March, you know. And I haven't seen a team like LSU, you know, at LSU in a very long time since the days of when they went to the Final Four, I think it was about 10 or 12 years ago. LSU is on fire. They are legit this year. It's really fun to watch LSU basketball. So Saturday slate in the SEC, Florida's traveling to Oxford to face kind of a scary uh, face kind of a scary Ole Miss team. This Ole Miss team is looking for an identity. It is looking for something to get itself into postseason play, probably the NIT. But with Bree and Tyree and Terrence Davis at Ole Miss, I do think that they would put up a good fight against Florida. But I'm going to have Florida in this game. Got South Carolina and Georgia. This game's an interesting game. I think Georgia handles South Carolina. Georgia is also one of those teams like LSU that is looking to be one of the dominant teams in the conference. I mean, they almost went to Kentucky and almost won. I mean, Georgia is legit. LSU's legit. Then you have Auburn traveling to Mississippi State, 230 on the SEC Network. Why this game's interesting, because these two teams are on fire as well, just like LSU, just like Georgia. These two teams are one, one lost team at Auburn and a two-loss team at Mississippi State. These teams are on a roll. They're very fun to watch. And I'll tell you what's awesome. Bruce Pearl is taking buses, two or three buses of students from Auburn University to go over to Starkville, Mississippi, and see the basketball game. And we don't really see that much in the SEC other than Kentucky fans. So it's really good to have Auburn fans or Alabama fans or whatever getting into their basketball program and getting hyped up for their basketball program because it's awesome to have a great conference and it's awesome to have a conference that cares so much about basketball like the SEC is now because every team top to bottom can beat any team in any other conference. Then you have Kentucky at Vanderbilt. This is actually the game of the day for the show because we are covering this game. We'll be on media row 3 p.m. on ESPN. Looking forward to this matchup. Vanderbilt's having a blackout. They're probably giving away T-shirts. I think I saw in the email that they sent all the people. Uh, they're giving away T-shirts. There's going to be a hype crowd, sold-out crowd. We're looking forward to this matchup. I think Kentucky's young Wildcat team can go into Nashville and get a much needed win because conference wins in the SEC are almost next to impossible. So if you can go into a, a weird-type gymnasium at, at Vanderbilt and get a win, I think Kentucky's on the right track, and you know we'll have to see. So you got Texas A&M traveling to Tennessee. I think Texas A&M gets their first conference win. I think Texas A&M looked hungry Tuesday night at Rep Arena. They should have won that game, actually. They should have beat Kentucky. But I think Texas A&M goes into Thompson Bowling Arena and gets a win. It's a 5 p.m. tip-off on the SEC Network. Mizzou at Arkansas, 5 p.m. ESPN2. 
Arkansas is looking to bounce back after an embarrassing loss at home. I do think they're going to get the Tigers here because, like I said, they're looking for revenge. They're looking for to get to kind of avenge that loss, that 21-point loss at home, which is absolutely embarrassing. You got Alabama at LSU, 730 on the SEC Network. This game's an interesting game. They are they are almost sold out for this game at LSU. It's a really impressive crowd going to be on tap. Real looking forward to that. I'm I'm so excited that the SEC basketball is going to have at least eight to nine teams. And here's my list of tournament teams that the SEC could have. Kentucky, of course, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Mississippi State, LSU, Texas A&M, and Mizzou. So the SEC could easily have nine teams in the postseason. Nine out of 14 is not bad. And they could also get another two or three in the NIT, which is absolutely crazy if you look at where the SEC was two or three years ago to where the SEC is now and hiring some big-time coaches, Bill and Howland at uh, Mississippi State, Michael Wyatt at Florida, Coach Cal Kentucky, whatever. The SEC top to bottom can beat any conference in this whole country. And, you know, I firmly believe that. If you stack them up, if you stack up a, you know, let's say an Auburn versus a, you know, Ohio State or whatever, Auburn's going to give that Ohio State team every bit of run of the money that they want. So I do think the SEC is much improved. And I do think the SEC will get at least six to eight teams in, maybe even nine, just depending if Texas A&M can kind of pick it up a little bit. If Texas A&M can pick it up and win, you know, let's say 12 SEC, 13 SEC games, they're in. That would be really impressive. So here's the thing. Here's another little storyline with uh, the SEC basketball. South Carolina's taking in Brian Bowen. The Why this name's interesting is because he was the guy who took $100,000 in UofL from the University of Louisville and Rick Pitino to come there. And he was kind of he was mentioned in the FBI probe. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I'm kind of surprised that Frank Martin is taking him. But hats off to him if he wants to give the kid a second chance. Then hats off to him because I think it's great. I think the kid deserves a second chance because – you know, in his case, he was kind of caught up with the greedy adults in his life or the greedy coaches or whatever. So I do think it's a I do think it's a great thing. And I do uh, I do think it's you know, I was a little bit surprised because Frank Martin is such a guy with a high character. I love Frank Martin. He's one of my favorite coaches in the SEC. But I do think that it's a good thing. I do think that, you know, South Carolina has to be careful with this because, you know, like I said, the guy's name in an FBI pro. And you bring him in, you know, he took $100,000 from UofL. So you have to be careful with your compliance as well with this. But I do think it's a good thing. I think it's a great thing to give, you know, a guy a second chance. So with all that being said, a little bit of what what to expect with that with the SEC basketball coverage this season with the Mitch Davis show. So we're going to do a very similar format to college football. But we are actually got credentialed for the rest of the season, I think, uh, regular season. Exact, uh, so... We're going to do a very similar format. We're going to do live shows midweek. We're going to do live shows from the court every Saturday. We're going to do the pregame warm-up. We'll do post-game interviews. We're going to do all that. We uh, will, I will give you an unlimited access into the SEC as fans. You know, And it's very fun. The SEC is a very fun conference. We're hoping we can expand a little bit, You know, do some conference tournament or whatever. But stay tuned for details on that. So what we're going to do, like I said, we're going to do you know live shows. We're going to do... The midweek show, we're going to have a college basketball, you know, SEC basketball, SEC podcast. We're looking forward to the possibilities. I greatly appreciate everything. So with everybody's favorite time of the show, it is helmet sticker time and back of the bus. So I tell you what, we're going to give one to Tua Takalua for his amazing, amazing game against Georgia. That guy was absolutely phenomenal. And also, by the way, he sent out an amazing tweet today 
you know, kind of backing up Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts has been in getting a lot of lot of reps. I'm going to read you that tweet. He said, tired of people not appreciating the fact that if this man led us to the national championship, and for all the fans that are against Jalen, you are against me too. You are either with us or against us. Love you too. And I tell you what, that is awesome. And, you know, the way that he handled himself after the game, you know, giving all the glory to God and giving all the glory to, you know, Christ and what he stood for was absolutely phenomenal. This guy is probably the next Tim Tebow. We, I absolutely love to attack Alua. I'm very, very honored to have him in the SEC. I'm glad he chose Alabama. I'm glad he chose the SEC. So hats off to Tua Takalua. So next up, we're going to give Nick Saban for winning his sixth national championship and winning Alabama their seventeenth. I'll tell you what, all roads run through Tuscaloosa in football, and all roads run through Lexington, Kentucky in basketball. It's just how it is. You know, every now and then you'll have a team like Florida in basketball, or you'll have a Georgia in football, whatever, kind of sneak up on everybody. But I tell you what, Alabama is just dominant. And Nick Saban to win six championships the way he has, he's the greatest coach to ever coach college football. So hats off, or football in general, he's probably better than Bill Belichick. So we're also going to give one to Tennessee basketball, the third straight home win against Kentucky. What a great, great staff that is for University of Tennessee. Hey, they beat Kentucky by 11 points. I was at the game. Congratulations to Tennessee. That was a wonderful win for you guys. You guys just have to keep going and keep getting you know, quality wins for the NCAA tournament. We're also going to give one to LSU Hoops and Will Wade, head coach at LSU. What they've done the last several weeks and the last couple months has been absolutely amazing. Hats off to LSU. If you're going to get in the tournament, you know, a lot of the SEC is cheering for you. Whatever. So back of the bus, we're going to give one to Kirby Smart for his play calling in the second half. He got way too conservative with that. Instead of playing the win, he just played to hold on to the game and not to lose. So when you do that and you give Nick Saban a chance, and you don't make the halftime adjustments that Nick Saban does, you lose the game. So hats off to Kirby Smart for back of the bus. But Georgia will be back, like I stated. They will be you know, back in the SEC Championship, I believe, in the coming season. So we're also going to give one to Aggie Hoops. They're 0-4 in conference play. You know, I, I do think the Sex A&M team is a very good team, but they just haven't found their rhythm yet, and they haven't found their identity as a basketball team. And I think it, with a win at Tennessee this weekend, I do think that they will find that identity. So we're also going to put ESP in the back of the bus. You know, I'm not getting political, whatever, with this show. But to click away from a guy who's given all the glory to God and to Christ is a little bit ridiculous. And not to mention that Donald Trump was there at the game. He stood on the field with our servicemen, and you didn't even acknowledge it. I do think ESP is a little bit screwed. But you know, I know my I know my mention. I know my mentions on Twitter are going to be a little bit crazy now uh, because I said that. But I do think that ESPN could have done a better job with the championship game and not being so, you know, left, left-sided left uh, winged a little bit. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not a political guy. I'm not going to get into the politics of it. But I do think that you could have given credit to Donald Trump for doing what he did and to Atakalua, who is, you know, an 18, 19-year-old kid who's out there saying, you know, hey, I don't want all the glory. I want to give the glory to Christ. So hats off to Atakalua for doing that. So here's the show. Here's the show things we're going to do for the next coming weeks in January. We've got the Kentucky-Vanderbilt game this weekend, LSU-Vandy January 20th, and Eastern Kentucky and Murray State in a heated OVC rivalry on January 27th. We're looking forward to these matchups. That's to close out our month. We're going to have Jimmy Dykes of the SEC Network, college basketball commentator, everything, former head coach of the Arkansas women's basketball team, and played for U of A as well. So we're going to have him on the show next week. Really looking forward to him. He's one of my role models. I'm really excited about having him on. 
He's a great guy, a great basketball guy. So we're looking forward to having him on. We're also, you can also find us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Facebook is the Mitch Davis Show. Go make sure you like it. We're three likes away from 100. And we're also, I think we're, yeah, we're somewhere near 1,500 followers on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Mitch Davis underscore eight. I greatly appreciate every all the support. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned Saturday for coverage from Nashville for the blackout game between Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and God bless.